When people live in community, there will be friction and there will be disagreements. In Romans 14, Paul explains the friction in the church at Rome and gives some great insight on how to make sure that the people in the church get along. I believe that today's church needs to hear this message today just as much as they did in that first century. thankful that you took time today to pull up a seat. I hope these few minutes together help you follow Jesus better by deepening your relationship with Him and helping you live intentionally for Him every day. Remember that the early church in Rome was trying to figure out how to follow Jesus. Part of the church was coming out of the Jewish faith system, which consisted of holidays dietary laws, and the sacrificial system. The other part of the church was not Jewish and thought all that they needed was faith in the person and work of Jesus. On the surface, this seems pretty easy. Jesus is all you need. I do believe that Jesus is all you need. But as we dig a little bit deeper, Paul is not writing from just in this theological vacuum. He's he's addressing an issue that really happened, and he's trying to help the church get along. The Jewish faith heritage was deep. It was centuries old. The Jews had emotional and social connections to their dietary customs and their holidays. It was the way that they were raised. These customs had been handed down for centuries. It It was part of the fabric of who they were. The Gentile Gentile Christians, they did not grow up with these customs and had no emotional history or connection with what was okay or not okay to eat. The Jews had tried to force certain regulations on the young church at Rome. And Paul had preached the salvation through grace alone, through faith in Jesus alone. So this tension between the Jewish heritage and the Christian ethic caused some major tension. Paul wanted to relieve the tension and desires for the early church at Rome to be united, to be one. So he gives some great advice on how to do, on how to do what you can to live at peace with everyone. First off, there can be disagreement on the non-essentials. There are some essentials that we have to agree on. Although that list isn't long, it is complicated, so it's too deep for a discussion right now. But a starter for me on the, on the essentials is 1 Corinthians 15, 3 through 16. I passed on to you what was most important and what had been passed on to me. Christ died for our sins, just as the scripture said. He was buried and he was raised from the dead on the third day, just as the scripture said. Verse 5, he was, he was seen by Peter and then by the twelve, and after that he was seen by more than 500 of his followers at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some were dead. Paul was writing that to the church at Corinth. And what I see from this is we don't have to agree on everything, but we do have to agree on the person and work of Jesus Christ. Remember the kingdom of God is more important than what one eats or the other non-essentials. The second thing that I see from the passage today is we've got to accept others. In this passage, Paul describes two types of people, the weak and the strong. 
Most scholars say that the weak that Paul is referring to are the Jews who are holding on to their heritage, while the strong are those who have moved to faith alone in Christ alone. Paul tells both sides not to judge each other, but both sides belong to God, so they have got to accept each other. They have got to work for unity. He tells the strong not to do something that will keep the weaker brother from growing in their faith. Both sides are to be patient with each other. The way that I do this is I try to remember that Jesus is patient with me when I'm not where he is or where he wants me to be. So remember, faith is a process and some, some change just takes time. So cut each other some slack. And then the final thing, submit to, to each other and to the Lord. Paul sums this up in verses 7 through 9. For none of us lives to himself, and none of us dies to himself. For if we live, we live to the Lord, and if we die, we die to the Lord. So then whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's. For to this end Christ died and lived again, that he might be both the Lord of the living and of the dead. So you and I have got to live our life for the Lord and the advancement of his kingdom. We've got to follow the pattern of his life. Do things the way that he did. Put aside your selfish wants and your selfish ways. Lay down your wants and your preferences so that the church can be united. Each of us has to decide not to be a stumbling block to our brothers and sisters. Do what you can today to make it to not make it difficult for someone else to live out their faith. Do what you can to not make it difficult for someone else to live out their faith. Thanks for taking the time to listen to this episode of Pull Up a Seat. If you've not yet subscribed, do that now so you can get content as soon as it comes out. Also, please help us get the word out by sharing on social media and inviting others to pull up a seat. Until next time, grow in your relationship with Jesus and find one way to live intentionally for Him. See you next time when we pull up a seat.